Welcome to Mind Over Matter with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. I share stories of insight, personal experience, ways in which I and others have overcome obstacles, and the importance of perseverance. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am thrilled to have you here on my podcast, tuning in weekly as I share two episodes with you. My goal through this podcast is to inspire and empower as well as motivate you to move forward in life. I also provide one-on-one coaching, so if that's something you're interested in, listen all the way to the end for ways to connect with me. Welcome to episode number 195. This week, we're diving into one of my most favorite topics, and that is manifesting. But this week's guest is providing for you three foolproof steps on how to manifest anything you desire. Let's dive in. Welcome to this week's podcast episode. I've brought on DJ Cardenas. DJ, welcome. What's going on, Heather? How are you doing? Thank you for having me on. It's an honor and I really appreciate it. Yes, I'm happy to have you. So give the listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? Yeah, so um, I'm born and raised in New Jersey, uh, specifically Jersey City, New Jersey. If anybody's from the metro area, it's right across the Hudson River from Manhattan. Um, you know, grew up as the shy kid who sat in the back of the class and things like that. But, um, you know, slowly but surely started to kind of just trust myself over the years. And I, you know, I was always that kid who kind of just stood out. And so I uh, got older, graduated high school, went to college in Rhode Island, um, got out of college, got into the corporate world. And I knew right off the bat that there was a limited amount of growth. You know, I just wasn't, I wasn't going at the rate that I wanted to go at. And I wasn't really doing anything that was fulfilling. So I did that continuously um, over the course of four plus years. And I realized at a certain point, I was just like, okay, this is not really where I want to be. And so, you know, I always had all these different ideas. I always kept chasing these different uh, career paths. But really, when I go back to the drawing board, what it really came down to was connection. And funny enough, it was the job that I hated the most where I started to realize my gift, which was connecting with people. And um, in February earlier this year, I had written a book um, called The Five Keys of Building Relationships. And that's what was the defining moment to me really focusing on communication, building relationships and leadership and things of that matter, mindset and growth. Um, so that's been my journey, but I've been talking about it. I've been studying, I've been preaching it for five plus, probably six plus years now, uh, at this moment. And right now it's just really, uh, honing in on that and teaching it to people, helping people and spreading that message, you know, doing, doing different shows or doing speaking engagements, just going out there and just helping people create impact along the way. So time out because... I don't think we can say this enough. I love this quote that life is happening for you, not to you. And you right, just right. stated that it was the job you hated the most exactly. that gave you the wake-up call. Yep, 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 exactly. And it, it's funny when I look back on it, but you know, I remember even sitting there in that moment. I remember going to work like uh, it was a sales job. It was account management um, so I wasn't, it wasn't like a commission based job, but I was dealing with accounts as a business consultant. So I would go to my territory. I covered everything from Trenton, New Jersey, all the way down to Shamong, which is South Jersey. 
and I had all these different accounts and I would go around and I realized the reason why I had so much success, even though I wasn't crazy about the job, was because of my ability, my gift to connect with people, to build relationships, to have those communications. I remember going into accounts in the middle of nowhere and I'd walk in, people like, oh, there's DJ, like, and I'm like, oh, you know, and I probably hadn't seen him in a month, but I would go in and I built those relationships and off the strength of doing that, you know, there were several times where I'd walk into the office and my name was number one on the board. And it wasn't like I had some crazy, there were people with Excel spreadsheets and, you know, the ratio of the city, you know, like all this crazy stuff. Like I'm not a mathematician, but like all these people were going crazy about all this stuff. And I purely just went in and just connected with people. And, you know, I remember the first week that I started, it said, you know, it's very rare people uh, ever get the number one spot back to back. I had it three times in a row. You know, I went back. I remember the day that I left, I had it again. I had the highest, uh, the highest amount of um, increase in points in businesses and businesses um, where I was number one again. So it was that consistency. And I realized that every time I would talk about that, it was something that I was always dismissed. A lot of people didn't really believe in it. And I knew there was something that was missing in that. And that was the fact that, you know, we need to get a closer connection with each other as humans, because that's essentially is what gets us on that path to growth. So you believe it was the, the honest one-on-one connection with people that made you such a good salesman? Purely, purely. I mean, that's, you know, like I said, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't this guy who came in with the Excel. I know people who had the iPad and here's your Excel spreadsheet. And this is, as you can see here last week, you were 30% below. And, you know, I just never did that. I literally, I would walk in, you know, I'd see the owner of the business. I would talk to them, catch up to them. Hey, how's your son? He had that soccer game last week, right? How did everything go? And literally just off of that, I can't tell you how many times we had so many accounts that sold our product. How many times I had people that were like, you know, I don't think this is really for me. I'm like, hold on, let me stop by. Let me, and I'll go in and I'll catch up with them. And by the time I leave, they're like, thank you, DJ. It was like the whole issue that they had in mind never even really existed. And it wasn't because I went in there with spreadsheets. It wasn't because I was talking about, well, how do we help grow your business? It was purely the fact that I connected with them on a level where we were able to resonate with each other as human beings. And it was a real genuine connection. It was a connection where they can say, Hey, you know what? I can call DJ if I need something. There were people that literally called me just to say, what's up? Like, you know, it it wasn't even about work anymore. It was just people. And that's what it is. Question for you, especially being in a sales role, is this where the whole visualization also came into play? Were you visualizing hitting those quotas and the goals and that, but you were obviously going about it your own way, but were you visualizing that success? For me, I was visualizing myself in a position where I was constantly improving. And so that entails a lot of different things, right? Being number one on the team, um, you know, getting that bonus check having all these different little things happening to me. Uh, but, you know, it was a process that I've been implementing for years, you know, when I will go to certain jobs and I just visualize, visualized myself having an extremely successful execution that, you know, I would get there and I would realize like, oh, wait, this exactly, this happened exactly to the T. This is the same way I visualized it. And so I had got myself into this mode of basically just stating whatever it is that I wanted to achieve and then going out there, just living my life, doing it. 
And it wasn't until afterwards where I'm like, oh, wow, wait, like this is exactly how I visualized it. So that same process, I carried over into that role. And I started to see myself, again, having those quotas hit. I, w- I would have the checks. I would have, you know, the number one spot. Even though I wasn't happy with that job, I was still in the position where I was creating that success as well. So, and that's something you shared with me previously is all about the power of visualization and you lived as though it was already real. So can you give some examples how you have done that and how listeners can do that? 1000%. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways that I like to go about it. Um, You know, what I'll do is I'll, I always like to use stories. So uh, I remember one year um, I was working with a good friend of mine we do this big event every single year. And I remember saying to myself, I don't know, and I don't know why, but for saying to myself, you know what, I'm going to make double the amount. This event is going to be the craziest event. We're going to, we're going to have the best execution. We're going to have all these crazy moments. And so I remember I just kept saying that I'm going to get paid double the amount. I don't know why I just felt it. I just felt it. I kept saying it. Somebody would ask me, Oh, how's this event? Yeah, I get paid X, Y, and Z. I go to the event, we crush it. We were working with the OJs. I'm working with their manager. We're, we had, um, you know, the security detail, everything you could think of the, on the event. Um, I got to meet up with some good friends of mine. I got to catch up with them. And then sure enough, at the very end of the event, there's an, a huge after party uh, with the president and the co-president of this uh, organization. And we're sitting there talking. My mentor calls me over. He's like, DJ, come over here. And I know this is the time where he gives me, you know, my check or whatever. Uh, by the way, he pays, you know, for everything, always takes care of me, hotel room, food, reimbursements. And he writes me a check, he's like, amazing job, DJ, great job. Thank you so much for your service, da, da, da. And he's like, you know what? You did such a good job. I'm going to write you another check. And he writes another check right there on the spot. And it turns out to be the same exact amount that I kept on telling myself. So, you know, again, a small example, but it just goes to show you what the power of visualization does. And so my way of going about that, there's a couple of different things you can do. One, I like to, uh, I guess you, you could, I call it meditation. You know, a lot of people call it a bunch of different things, but, you know, just putting on some type of soft music in the background, maybe your favorite record, maybe some type of meditation music. There's a ton of different things on YouTube. Put it on and just visualize yourself doing whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, whether it's your job, your business, your career, um, a relationship, and not just your relationship with your loved ones, but uh, you know, family members, friends, coworkers, and visualize yourself in that position, whatever it is that you're trying to get to. To go with that, talk as if it was true. Speak to it as if it was actually happening. And the more that we do that, the more you're going to start to see these things take place over time. And so as you start to combine that, you're going to be like, wow, you're going to feel it. You're going to believe it. And the more you start to believe, the more it starts to actually happen. And so as you go along that, those actions will start to parlay into those visualizations becoming a reality. So that's how I went about it. And, and, you know, I've had several moments like that. I mean, stories for days where, you know, I've had these moments, these crazy moments that I can't believe this happened but it was all because I spoke as if it was true. I wrote it down, which is super important. Constantly write it down, read it every single day and speak as if it was true. Um, that's what's going to get you to that next step to becoming uh, the next version of yourself. 
Okay. I want to touch on a few things that I think are very important for this. And really we're talking about manifesting, manifesting desires, whatever it may be. And so I remember it was in the secret, but it is scientific research. It is proven that athletes that rehearse things in their mind. And I did this while training for my marathon, literally several of my long races, weeks and months in advance of the actual race, I imagined myself crossing the finish line and I just kept doing that. But also what I want to stay on what you said is a lot of people speak of it, not already having it. So I will accomplish whatever, or I will no, that's not right. You need to talk about exactly. so I have, I exactly. am, I, so, because right. I think there's a fine line of people that will, I, I'm doing the work. I, I'm doing the, no, yep. you're like close, but you're not. Exactly. It's, it's kind of like if you've ever seen a, a time lapse of a plant growing and you see a, a plant trying to budge through the surface, right? And if it doesn't have the right nutrients, right, it's going to keep budging, it's going to keep budging, and it just goes back down, right? It's almost there, but it goes back down. And so what we need to do is we need to apply, just like that plant, apply to the same nutrients, right? We need the right amount of sunlight. We we need the right amount of water. And so just like you said, we need to speak as if it was actually happening. Now, not I will, not, oh, I'm gonna. No, I am. Um, I think we spoke about this previous. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. My favorite, one day. Exactly. One someday. day, someday, there's somebody who was saying, who was talking about this recently. Uh, there's a lot of people who always talk about their favorite day of the week. It's always someday, not Sunday, someday, someday is never going to happen. And so we need to speak as if it was happening right now. And it's funny because I know, I remember we were uh, talking about uh, marathons uh, a little while back. And I remember running those, you know, I would go out and run the seven, eight miles. And I didn't run like, I'm going to go get it. I'm going to make it happen. It was just like, no, I am like, I'm going to make this happen. No, this is like, this is happening right now. I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. I, I, I finished, I'm going to achieve this. And so I had to put myself in that mindset. And that's what happens. You People find themselves in this gray area where they're constantly saying that they're going to, but we need to think as if it was happening now, not later, right now. If you're going to go to the gym, it's got to be now. You know, if you're going to go do whatever it is you're going to achieve, you need to start putting the steps now and not tomorrow. And that's basically, that's the biggest thing. I also want to bring up something I think is very important in this whole manifesting step, visualizing, acting as though it's already real, how important it is to be specific. Because you could say something like, I want more money, and then you find a penny on the ground. Right, right. (laughs) Or I really like a new car. What about... So who was I talking to? I think it was, I was talking to a friend recently and he, right. he gave me an example of how he manifested like his exact car he wanted. Cause he was like, Oh, be nice. He got, he's like, I can smell the new leather. And he talked about the color of the truck and the inside yes. and driving it. And so can you give an example of whether it was something recent or, or maybe the most favorite thing you've manifested? Right. Walk us through the process. Sure. So one of my, uh, there's, there's been a ton, but there was a comedian that I always wanted to work with, right? And I remember uh, starting off uh, when I first met my mentor, I got to work with a couple of people to kick off these events. I worked with um, the Impractical Jokers. I worked with Cat Williams and all this stuff. And there was a comedian 
who I wanted to work with. His name is John Panette, right? And John Panette is, in, in stand-up comedy, a veteran. He's been around for years. And I'll never forget saying to myself, like, one day I'm going to work with John Panette. I don't know how, I don't know why, but it's going to happen. And my way of going about it was I would listen to his stand-up and I would listen to interviews and I would picture myself in the room. Like, this is so crazy to think about it now because, like, now, now like, so like, you're taking me back now. I remember being in college, like, sitting in my dorm, like, thinking of myself sitting in a room interviewing John Panette, talking with John Panette. Um, I remember, you know, talking to my mentor just out of the blue. Sure enough, uh, he actually gets booked for our summer series. So I'm like, okay, this is actually happening. And I just kept that same state of mind. You know, we're going to meet, we're going to work together. Unfortunately, his health was failing. He had a couple things that came up. So that show ended up getting postponed. But I kept with the same mentality. I knew that one day I was going to meet this guy because I love stand-up comedy. When it comes to like public speaking, I just... I, I've always learned a lot from it and I've taken a lot from, from stand-up comedy, just watching some of my favorites over the years. And so him being one of my favorites, I just knew it was going to happen. Um, I would visualize myself talking with him, working with him. Uh, I got to work with Lily Tomlin. We got, we, we were talking about John and, and, you know, his comedy and some of his skits. And so all of that leading up to the postponed date, which was December 8th, 2013, John gets there super angry because somebody was late picking him up from the hotel and I would always work with these performers. So my boss, Joe goes, Hey, um, if you don't mind, go help John, make sure he gets everything that he needs. And he goes back and forth to the bathroom. Right. And I would just hold the door open for him. He goes back and forth to the bathroom and he stops in front of me and he goes, Hey kid, what are you doing here? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm an intern. I'm working with, Joe, he's my mentor, da da da. And he's like, okay, that's great, that's great. Um, he's like, I just want to let you know, everybody here is not really doing a great job, <laughs> but you're actually doing a really, you're like, you're doing amazing work here. Like, you've been very attentive, you've been helping me so much. This, then, the third. And I'm sitting here like, this is crazy. Like, this is the, the guy that I've like pictured myself talking to, watching his videos, which I think visualization, when you get the chance to watch something, is super super key to getting to that next level if you have a car that you're trying to get see if you can find a car go sit in it go touch it even if you can't like actually sit in a vehicle maybe pull up to a lot go stand in front of it take a picture to it uh of it and put it on your phone and so uh this was a guy that i wanted to work with and he, now here i am talking to him he's telling me i'm doing a great job and he stops and he goes you know dj i don't say this often but i think that you're going to do a lot of great things in this life. You're going to create a lot of impact in this world. And, and that was such a crazy moment. We do the show. He does an amazing job. And I send him on his way. He actually tips me $40, which here I am, broke college student. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want it. And he's like, no, he's like, kid, take the money. I take the money. I'm like, all right. And three months later, he passed away. Oh. Um, right after that, uh, my mentor, Joe Rocco, actually offers me a job to work with him on all these different shows. And we didn't get to work it to the extent that we wanted to, but I got to freelance with him and travel back and forth. And, you know, like I mentioned previously, we do this event every year in New York. So that was one of the ways that I was able to implement that. Um, just, again, watching the videos, picturing myself in the room, talking with him. Um, right now I have a car that I 
you know, I wanted for a while and I pictured myself in the car, I test drove the car. Now I get the next car that I'm going to get in uh, May because I got to bring this one back. I've driven the car. I know the exact car that I want. I know the way it feels. I don't even need to go drive it. Like I already know what it's like. It's actually in the background of my phone. Like I'm getting that car. Yeah. May of 2020, that's the same car. So that was how I went about it. And that was one of the ways that I was able to actually turn that vision into reality and, and actually come out with an amazing experience from it as well. Okay. So if we had to break this down to a process or a few steps, right? can you lay it out? Yeah, of course. In terms of okay, turning let's say- that vision into reality. Correct. So whether it's an object, it's something you want to achieve, running a race, more money, a relationship, health, whatever it is, whatever the thing is, create the roadmap. Exactly. So first, first thing and the most important thing, write it down. Write it down is so important. And this is actually something that I've been implementing more and more. I mean, sometimes, you know, we all kind of fall off track, but Every single day that I wake up, I have a list of 15 different things and I'm working to make it a hundred actually, but 15 different things that I want to achieve within the next year, write those things down every single day. You could write it once, read it day and night. I like to write them because I just feel like a, a little bit more connected that way. And once I write it, I read it and I read it 10 times. And the reason why I read it 10 times is because I always felt that repetition uh, creates more action and, and kind of gets you a little bit more comfortable with whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. It's like going to the gym and you want to get bigger biceps. You don't just do one rep and like, all right, I'm good. You got to do multiple reps. So I write it down multiple times and I read it 10 times every single day in the morning and then every single night. Every single night when I get home, I do my reading Right, I do a little research on a computer. And before I go to bed, I spend at least 20, uh, 10 minutes putting on some sort of affirmation or some sort of uh, background music, study music or brainwave music. There's a ton of different kinds. I put that on the background and I kind of just visualize myself doing those same exact things, uh, whether it's a certain lifestyle, uh, whether it's getting you know, a certain car or maybe I'm trying to build a stronger relationship with my environment. And I actually picture myself doing those things. And I have, uh, I like to call them life theme tracks. What I do is I put my favorite songs on and I picture myself uh, like I'm in a vlog, actually. And I picture myself in a vlog doing daily things, like somebody following me around with a camera, doing those same exact things that I wrote down in my journal. Okay. Once I write it down and I visualize it, then I speak as if it was true, okay? And what I do is I, I don't speak with, you know, boast and I just go out there and like, ah, this is what I'm doing, right? Because a lot of people do that. What I do is I speak within the community that I know that's on that same vibrational level because I know if I'm on that same vibrational level as them, when I speak as if it was true, then I know that same vibration is going to feed energy into what I'm doing and vice versa. And so as I start to put out what I'm trying to achieve on that vibrational frequency, I know that I'm giving energy to it and I'm putting it out there to the universe that this is where I'm trying to go. This is what I'm trying to bring into my reality. So write it down, 
read it day and night, visualize for at least 10 minutes, 20 minutes if you can, and then speak as if it was true. And those three things I think are major steps to go from where you are to being in progress to actually making it happen. I think those are critical points to getting to where you want to be. Yeah. So what you're doing, I mean, this really is a process for you and I've manifested crazy things too, but by doing all this, you're literally ingraining it. And it's like, if we're the director of our movie, you are just creating your own movie and how it's going to play out and and what it's going to look like. And yeah, so powerful. It, It really is. And it's, it's one of my favorite quotes. Actually it was in the documentary, um, in the secret. And they were talking about uh, the, an artist who wanted a relationship with, you know, uh, different women. And then he wanted to like settle down and he actually painted yep. what it was that he was trying to do. Right. And he talked about it with the therapist and he visualized it. And so it's right there in, it's in the writing, it's in uh, individuals that these are the steps that we need to take in order to make it happen. And I've, noticed several times in my life, you know, whether it was a trip that I wanted to take or people that I wanted to meet, relationships that I wanted to build, that as I started to implement these steps, that they started to actually happen over time. And you might not even notice it while you're doing it, but when you look back, you're like, wow, like that actually happened because I took those steps. And so the more we do it, the more it becomes really just second nature. You know, you just do it as it's just a habit. You know, I, I throw on, even when I'm in my car, I'll throw on a, a certain song. It might remind me of something that I was visualizing previously. And so you're, you're just constantly living in that state of visualizing yourself in the next version yeah. of where you're trying to go. And it's, it's just an extremely powerful method. I found for me writing it down and visualizing it. Yeah, it's been um, one of the key factors to getting to where I want to go. So. I want to go back to that example you gave from The Secret because I'm picturing the scene and you're right. It was an artist, but I remember him sitting there in the chair saying how he just wants to go on dates. Women want to, and he had, <laughs> he apparently had paintings of multiple women all around him. And then, so it was a process for him. So he had painting of multiple women and then he got to the point right. I just want one woman. I want like that one I could marry and whatever. And right, so she was like, right. paint it. So then he painted exactly. it a picture there. Uh, he painted the picture. They're on like a picnic blanket feeding each other strawberries. And then they play. Right. So exactly. that's how powerful, but it was a process. He wanted all the women and then he wanted one. Right. Exactly. You, you start to grow as you go throughout the process. And sometimes, you know, you might write down a list of 20 things and that those 20 things might change next week slightly, right? As you start to go along, it's the same thing we're reading. I think we probably talked about this previously. I have a little library behind it. You might be able to see the little bookcase back there. But I have a ton of books. And there's books that I, I purchased, let's say, six, seven years ago. I read them now and I gain a totally different understanding. Because what I read when I was 21 isn't it going to be the same when I read uh, the book at 24 or 25, 26? You know, you just start to go through these different experiences. And what's beautiful about that is that you start to refine, right? It's like a big funnel. Like just imagine a big funnel over my head and just putting all this information in here. And as you start to grow, you start to start picking out little things along the way that start to make sense. And you start growing. You're like, okay, this is all right. That, 
that makes a little bit more sense now. And this makes a little bit more sense. Now. So same thing with our list, right? As we start to write down what it is that we're trying to achieve, you know, you you might say, okay, I want, you know, a, a black car, whatever. And then you're like, well, I want a black Hyundai, you know, okay. I want a black Hyundai Sonata. Okay. No, I want a 2017 black, you know, you just, you yeah. start to refine it more and more. And then, you know what? You might get into another level of growth where you say, you know, I don't want the Hyundai Sonata. I want the Hyundai Genesis or I want the, BMW, you know, like whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, or if you want a house, you start to grow. And that's beautiful because if you look back at those previous lists, you'll see some similarities, but you'll see growth within them over time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the beautiful part about the process. It's that as you start to grow along, that list is continuous, really, because we go through those different stages and we're always trying to achieve the next thing for the next stage of our life. Question. Go ahead. Do you think, I mean, can you be working on multiple desires at once or should you go all in, sole focus on one thing and, and one at a time? I definitely think that you you could focus on multiple desires. I think as long as you have an idea of what those desires are. So we don't want to just, and, and, and this is why the list is so important. You don't want to just, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. Right, 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 right. But when you have that list, you know, you can have a hundred things on there, but it's a list of a hundred things that this is what I'm going to focus on for the next year, two years, three years, whatever your plan is. So I do, I do believe that you can focus on multiple different things because sometimes a lot of those things will happen along the way. For me, I know one of my most important things that I did uh, from the beginning of this year on on my list was building a community of people that would support that are like-minded and I can have conversations like this about, right? And, you know, I started to meet more people. I started to join different groups. Um, I had different friends that, you know, we just had a, a disconnect. You know, I still love them. They're still great friends of mine, but I just, there was a disconnect. And so as I started to move along the process, boom, one thing go, turns into another. I go to a local event. I go to Summit of Greatness. I mean, just off of Summit of Greatness alone, let's say I met 70 people. There's roughly 2,000, a little over 2,000 people there. I'm still connecting with people every single day, whether I met them there or not. And so that was my vision coming into reality. And now it's like, it's totally different. I look at my inbox on Instagram or an email or wherever, my text messages. It's a whole inbox flooded with different messages of support, of positivity, of people asking for help. You know, it's just exactly what I was looking for, but because I had written that down on my lips. My, one of my other things was getting back into the gym. You know, I went back and I, I ran that marathon. I competed in jujitsu competitions, you know, already within this, within this past year. So you can focus on a variety of things, but creating the list helps you focus on exactly what it is that you're trying to do. And then you can zero in on those 10, 20, 30 things. And, you know, as you start to build the list out, you can go back and you're going to cross each item off the list as you go along. And you'll start to notice, you know, let's say if you have 300 things, you might not get all 300. But you'll start to see, you might finish 10% of that list, 20% on the list. That's a lot more than where you were when you first started. I'll take 10, 20% over anything that's, you know, where I'm at right now, because that's 10, 20% of growth. And that's the key factor, you know? Okay. So then question for you, what is one key takeaway you want listeners to get from this conversation? 
the biggest take can I give can I give you two? Can I give you two? Oh, fine. <laughs> All right. So the key takeaway is just start. Just start. Don't wait for somebody to tell you, oh, you have to do something a certain way. This is how you should do it. Don't wait for somebody to give you input. There's nothing wrong with gaining different ideas and different perspectives. I think that's super important. But if you have that gut feeling, if you have that feeling in your heart that you got to do it, then just do it. That's so important because there's so many times, even with our family members, I love them. I love them. But a lot of times, like there's certain things in our life that we do that's going to be different from theirs. You know, they they tell us out of their love and their respect for us as well, but and, and our friends and things like that. But you have to just start. And the second thing that you know, shout out to Heather, she's letting me do it. The second thing that I would have to say is there to be different. Mm. Being different, I think, is one of the biggest keys not only to achieving that next best version of yourself. But that really, that true authenticity, you know, I had talked about um, when I was growing up in Jersey City, I was that kid who sat in the back of the class. I remember growing up, this was, Jersey City is a very urban area. Here I am, you know, little kid, fat kid sitting in the back, minority, like, you know, both of my parents from different countries. And yeah, I love like hip hop and rap and, you know, like that's big for me. But, you know, I would go listen to like Andrea Bocelli and Pavarotti. You know, I, I love classic rock. I love Led Zeppelin and The Who and all these different bands. And it wasn't easy because I was looked at as weird and different, but I knew deep down within that was my truest self, right? Like I love street art, you know, now I collect art, you know, and all these different things. Um, you know, I was daring to be myself. I was daring to be different. And that is what made me feel most comfortable and why I feel that a lot of people kind of, go astray because a lot of times we leave from the same station. It's just like train tracks, right? You have two trains, one's going to California, one's going to Vermont. Essentially, both of those trains have to be on separate tracks to get to their final destination. If I'm trying to, if I'm going to California, I'm trying to be on a track that's going to Vermont. I would, I'm never going to get there. You know, I don't care if everybody says, Oh, Vermont is cooler. Vermont is the way to go. If my heart feels like I got to go to California, I got to go to California. And that's the track that I got to be on. And when I'm on that track, I got to find people that are on similar similar tracks, right? The same vibrational frequencies mm. that are going to help me get there as well. And so those are, my, those are my two key takeaways that I would say are major if you want to grow and if you want to turn your visions into reality. Amazing. Agreed. I would like to wrap up this interview and I have a few rapid fire questions for you. The first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Ooh, a quote or a motto that we live by is if you want to do, if you want to do amazing things, you have to do extraordinary. You have to take extraordinary measures. I'm quoting from Gary Keller's book called the one thing. And that was actually the first quote that I opened up. To when I opened the book, I just randomly opened a book. And to me, that quote resonates with me so much. Um, Cause again, on the topic of being different and stepping out and not being afraid, I always believe that, you know, if you're going to do amazing things, you know, you have to be willing to take that next step, take that, you know, extraordinary measure in order to make it happen. And so that is for me, a quote that I live, live by every day. 
Amazing. Okay. So second question, what is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Ooh, I love this. I love this. So I'm actually, um, right now I'm reading two books. Um, I'm finishing up Inner Size by John Escarath, uh, who was also in The Secret, mm -hmm. uh, very well known for his work there. And I actually have this book. Um, I just brought this yesterday and I just posted it on Instagram. It's uh, Harvard Business Review. Uh, it's called Coaching Employees. Um, you know, anybody that follows me, you know, I'm always talking about leadership and building your team and your environment. Uh, so I actually, I'm finishing Intersize and I'm reading the Harvard Business Review at the moment as well. All right. They're, they're total different ends of the spectrum, but I love they are. that. They are. Final question for you. What advice would okay. you give your younger self? Be patient. Hmm. Um, I think when I was a kid, I was always constantly trying to figure out, okay, what's, you know, how can I get to that next step? You know, how can I be, you know, oh, so-and-so is going here. And I just became distracted with what everybody else was doing. And I was so afraid that I was going to get left behind. Um, you know, I was so afraid that I wasn't going to be accepted. I was afraid that I wasn't going to be invited to different things. And, you know, if I could go back and talk to my younger self, I would just be patient and don't worry because it's all going to come together. You will build that community. You will build those relationships along the way. You will find a place and a group of people that you can call family um, where you can truly be yourself. And that would probably be, uh, be the, the most important thing I would tell my younger self. I love that. And that's one I'm still working on. <laughs> I, I, I'm there with you. We're, we're constantly working, but that's the part of growth, you know? Yeah. DJ, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your insight. Thank you, Heather. I really appreciate it. It's an honor. Again, thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. To connect with me further, you can find me on Facebook, Heather Hakes. I am also on Instagram as Heather.Hakes. And I even have a YouTube channel. Guess what? Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode. 